This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 8, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The public's appetite for state-based solutions to political problems has grown dramatically over the past 40 years, if polling data has anything to say. John Samples is vice president and publisher at the Cato Institute and co-author of the new report, Public Attitudes Toward Federalism. What hope is there for a renewed federalism in the United States based upon polling data? Well, based on what uh, the public wants, I think uh, the possibilities are pretty good in the sense that the public does support uh, both federalism and the idea that state and local governments are pretty good at governance. They're probably better than the federal government on most issues. And so both in terms of the competence of various levels of government and public preference uh, in terms of governance, I think there is fair support and fair hope. Now, whether you can get from here to there in reality, of course, is another question. The public preferences about various issues don't necessarily mean you end up with what the public wants. Where are some specific areas where the public clearly believes that uh, states are the proper venue for making decisions about certain elements of public policy? Well, in our recent polling, we found, uh, I and Emily Eakins, a Cato adjunct scholar, found that um, education, which is a very traditional uh, issue that the public believes should be left to the states, continues to be so, but even more so than in the past. Uh, things like prison reform you don't necessarily think about all the time. Have The public preference for having state, uh, states deal with it has grown. Um, issues that are on the public agenda recently, like uh, reform of the drug laws, uh, there's been a growing preference al- along with the change in outlook on those uh, uh, laws and those issues. Has, been a growing desire that the states, rather than the federal government, deal with it. Although I have to say, on that issue, in a sense, I think uh, the public preferences haven't completely rationalized or become clarified. I think they will in the next two or three years. It's a somewhat uh, new issue in the sense of having as much topicality as it has. You're talking specifically about like states like Washington and Colorado yeah. that, and, and soon to be Washington, D.C., quite Presumably, possibly, that yeah. will uh, have legal marijuana and Colorado and Washington have in pub- very public ways butted heads against the federal government. Right. And what I'm saying is uh, some of the data about that is uh, not wholly clear in the sense that people on the whole, there's a growing trend toward the public taking the state side in those things, but it's not wholly clear at this point. I think it will be over time, and you might see a, a, a continuation of this trend toward support for state lawmaking on those issues. Now, one of the uh, figures that you have uh, here who should deal with drug reform, 1973 and 2010, uh, in 73, it was 55 to 39 in favor of having the federal government deal with it. And by 2013, that had more than flipped to 61 to 38 in favor of having states be in charge of that. And then with respect to marijuana, specifically 69%, which is more than those who uh, favor uh, the states taking the lead on uh, drug reform, Mm -hmm. specifically marijuana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, in part, that's the 
time we live in, so in the sense uh, changing preferences about the issue itself are also fostering and reflecting changes in, in interest, uh, changes in preferences about who makes the policy, what level of government. Because obviously those changes have come about because you've had a somewhat decentralized policy. It's not, hasn't been clarified completely. It's sort of out there and if you had a, a different kind of administration in Washington, and even with this administration, you might just, uh, you're gonna have conflict. Um, the public seems to be moving toward the states on that, though. And, uh, and uh, you asked me about other issues. I mean, welfare has been an issue that's long been um, moving toward the states. Certainly in the 1960s and early 70s, where we are comparing, there was a real, the, the Great Society is a strong push toward a centralized policy on redistribution and poverty programs. Uh, but clearly, there's been a move toward uh, the states on those issues, too. Now, when the public expresses a preference between the feds and uh, states for making decisions, certainly that's able to, for politicians at least, able to generate a lot of rhetoric. But as you note, that doesn't necessarily translate into an effective devolution of authority from the feds to states. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. And there's a number of reasons for that. Some of it is just, uh, you know, persistence of policies, the tyranny of the status quo, I think. You look back at uh, Ronald Reagan's administration, which was sort of at the front end of this renewed concern for federalism, and he did attempt probably the most radical change in decentralization in late, uh, to, uh, late 1982. And it really went nowhere. Part of the reason was you were in the teeth of a steep recession at that point. But even so, I think the problem with it was that state and local um, officials wanted the power, but they didn't want the responsibility and the difficulty of paying for programs. Uh, and that would mean raising taxes uh, or developing better you know, governance and so on, or cutting programs would be another issue. Those choices would be foisted on them, and they really, at that point, didn't want that. And I think that's probably still an issue, even though, as you suggest, there'd be a lot of rhetoric about uh, states and so on. Uh, I think there still would be that concern about having to take those responsibilities. Now, uh, there is one group, uh, at least as a, an, a political group, in terms of dealing specifically with pollution, but I assume that's a broader trend, and that is uh, Democrats strongly prefer the federal government to state governments to at least deal with pollution control. And uh, what about other issues? Well, I was surprised in the, the polling results in the sense that, um, yes, on many of the issues that you think uh, the Democratic Party and uh, going back to the 60s and afterward were defined by centralizing or nationalizing the issue and bringing it to Washington. A lot of that persists. What did strike me, though, was that uh, in general, if you look at approval or belief in the competence of the federal government uh, and, you, and you break it out by party and by you know, independent status, what you find is that even a plurality of Democrats don't approve of the federal government. You have independents and Republicans strongly disapprove and strong and also approve more of state and local governments as to competence and who should govern. But even Democrats uh, didn't 
have a simple majority anymore. In the past, of course, they did, but not anymore for the federal government. So, you know, the I would say the big issue over time and through all the political cycles we've gone through since 1973 is what you see is a, a decline in support, faith, belief, and trust in the authority of the federal government. It was still pretty high. Uh, even in the early 70s. And we're in a different era now, and the system doesn't seem to be able to respond to that because we've been centralizing quite a few things. So there's an inertia that uh, exists that there's no is, – is there a clear path, at least reading the tea leaves here, that, that says this is, how to, this is how to sell this for something that clearly the public clearly uh, wants? Well, I mean, I think we're going to face, uh, for the next couple of decades anyway, a question of both efficiency and waste and government that actually, um, you know, can be paid for, right? Uh, And clearly, people believe they get uh, better value for their money out of state and local governments. They told us that. uh, They've told a lot of pollsters that. Uh, There's also the issue of accountability. People feel that the government, in a sense, the federal government, is distant, that they can't control it, that it does things that uh, they don't want done, that elites want done. And again, with state and local governments, there's a clear polling trend that suggests people like it because they feel like they can have some voice in it. Um, So in that sense, I think um, there's a strong, you know, there's a strong case to be made by politicians. Uh, there's, uh, as we know here, you and I live in, in and near the Washington, D.C. area. We know there's a lot of people that make their living here. This area has grown rapidly in the last decade. Those people will be fighting any kind of decentralization. But surprisingly, it happened a lot in the late 80s and 90s. So it, I think we're doing another one. John Samples is co-author of a new Cato paper, Public Attitudes Toward Federalism, You can download a copy at Cato.org.